Hi there, I'm Shan Holderness and welcome to Health Unraveled. I'm a nutritionist, counsellor and eating psychology coach and in my almost decade of experience in the health industry have seen far too many women and men become consumed with weight loss only to end up yo-yo dieting with disordered eating patterns and in binge and restrict cycles. This just breaks my heart. So I'm here to unravel everything you thought you knew about health and yourself to help you start putting the pieces of the puzzle together and begin the process of aligning your mind, body and soul, creating a happier, healthier you. So let's dive straight in. Hello, beautiful human. Welcome to episode 10, which is where I will talk about why the easiest habits are the most important. But first of all, to our card reading, I've had such incredible feedback from doing these card readings, um, receiving messages from people saying thank you and how it really resonated with them. So it's definitely something I'm going to continue doing and I'd love to hear if you have a similar experience. Today I drew from the Work Your Light Oracle cards. I'm often drawn to this deck a lot more often, which is why recently that's mainly been where where I've been doing the card readings from. And today I called Warrior Woman and it says, have you answered your deepest calling? You're here for a reason. You're being called to bravely pave a path. Have you answered your highest and deepest calling? Living a heart and soul-led life is not all fluffy and smooth sailing. Living a heart and soul-led life requires courage to triumph over fear. So often our fears are the gatekeepers to our greatest gifts. And the more resistance we have towards answering a call, the more important it is to our soul's growth. Sometimes fear is an indication that we're facing the right way. Joan of Arc was known for her courage and her famous line, I'm not afraid, I was born to do this. But the thing about courage is that it's not possible without fear. So if you're feeling afraid, what is needed is courage, and courage comes from living from the heart. Think of your fears as opportunities to expand, rather than things that are holding you hostage. If you look at your fears in this light, then as uncomfortable as it might feel, it's actually a sign that you're on the right track. Such a beautiful card. Oh my gosh. And again, so in line with um, the topics that I'm talking in my Next Level U six-week intensive program about in terms of really tuning in to who you are and listening to your intuition and learning how to do that. So that you can stand up for yourself and so that you know when you reach discomfort, whether it is the right place to move forward into it and embrace it or whether it is a sign to try a different avenue. And that's very, very important when we're talking about habits, right? Changing habits is uncomfortable. It is not the easiest thing to do, excuse me, which is why so many of us struggle with it. Now, today I'm talking about why the easiest habits are the most important. And to sum it up, essentially, the easiest habits are the most important because they are the easiest to do. They're also the easiest not to do. They're the easiest things for us to avoid. So say, for example, instead of saying, I'm going to get up and I'm going to walk every single morning, seven days a week, no excuses. If you were simply to say, I'm going to put my shoes by my bed every single night before I go to sleep, that is so easy. Rarely will there be something that can stop you from taking the 30 seconds to grab your shoes and put them at the end of your bed. 
And if your shoes were there when you woke up, you'd probably be a bit more likely to then go for a walk more often than not. But what we do is we're like, oh no, that's too easy. I'll be fine. And then we wake up and then we don't walk. And then because we've got ourselves in this all or nothing mindset of going all in, the moment that we don't follow through on that, our brain's like, oh, there we go. You failed again. See, you can't do it. I told you so. And it looks for this reconfirmation as to why you cannot do it because chances are, there's been so many things that you've tried before that may have failed. Now, I'm not talking to everyone, but certainly if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure that you can resonate in some capacity. I'm sure that you've been there and that's why you're drawn to listening to my podcast or looking at my content. So when we're talking about the easiest habits, what I'm talking about is actually breaking down the big habit that you're trying to change and making it so easy that it is so easy to do. But then we have to remind ourselves that because it's easy to do, it's so beyond easy not to do as well. And the greatest change comes from the smallest, seemingly insignificant things that we do day in and day out. When we can change those things, that's when we're actually going to have the greatest impact. It's the small, seemingly insignificant things. So rather than looking at this massive life overhaul and setting yourself up for failure because you're pushing yourself into a place of panic um, rather than a slight discomfort. And then when we reach that panic zone, when we try and do too much at a time, um, we come out of our comfort zone, we go straight to our panic zone. That's hard. That's scary. Our brain does not like that at all. And we'll retreat straight back to where we're comfortable. And your brain will be like, see, that's why it's so bad out there. <laughs> Let's stay here in our comfort zone. It's so much, it's so much cozier here. It's so much happier and content because I know what to expect. This is one of the biggest mistakes that we make when we are setting goals, when we're trying to change habits, is that we do too much at a time. Some people can respond really well to that. Um, I would say in my experience that that is a minority um, because most people that I work with, so it's a bit of a biased opinion, um, struggle with making those very logical decisions because there's a lot of deep-rooted emotional thoughts, habits, and beliefs behind um, that are actually driving our actions. So if you can do, if you can break that goal down into the smallest, easiest part and start doing that consistently, not perfectly, but consistently, if you can do that consistently, you start to actually prove to yourself and to that part in your brain that you are capable, that you are able and that this is okay. And you go from your comfort zone into slight discomfort. So you want to change something that's going to cause you the least amount of discomfort to start with. So you can start edging into it rather than taking yourself, because we have phases, right? We have our comfort zone, which is where we live because it's comfortable. So that's nice. But growth doesn't come from here. Growth comes from discomfort. But that doesn't mean that we need to be um, causing ourselves great discomfort constantly. If we do that, then we go to panic. And like I said, from the panic zone, we're straight back to our comfort zone. Um, and we're actually setting ourselves up for failure when we're trying to do that. And this is where that all or nothing approach comes in. Now, if you are an all or nothing person, you're not alone. <laughs> I've been there. Um, our brain wants to go there. It seems to make more sense because we're going to get to the finish zone quicker or so we think. And so we go all in and then it's hard. And so we go to nothing, which is back to our comfort zone again. 
And like I said before, each time we do this, it reconfirms those thoughts in our brain that we can't do this. It's not worth it. Our brain's one job is literally to protect us and keep us alive. That's what we have a brain for. And so it's constantly looking for ways to do this. And the way it protects us is from feeling hurt again. And so if we've failed over and over again, because we've been an all or nothing person and we're going round and round in circles, your brain will literally tell you, hey, let's not do this. Let's sabotage it ourselves because I'd rather that I sabotage it myself um, than I actually put everything into it and failed anyway. And this is a pattern that I see so, so, so often. And the other thing with this is when we're all or nothing people, we often put a lot of restrictions on ourselves at one time. So that all in comes from an all in of restrictions or punishment, as opposed to an all in of honoring ourselves, which still can lead us into that panic zone no differently. And so again, we're causing ourselves complete discomfort by changing so many things and complete discomfort by punishment and restriction. When at any point in your life, have you felt good through punishing and restricting yourself? I don't know at any point whether I felt good for punishing or restricting myself. I can't think of any circumstance when that's been the case. However, I have felt incredibly different, incredibly better when my really goodest English there, right? I felt a lot better when I have changed things out of honor to myself because I know what I deserve and I know that I'm worthy of feeling good every single day. But if you're new to this, if you're new to this concept, starting at the tiniest bit at a time, showing yourself that you can do this. If you, rather than setting yourself up, say, I'm going to train every single day this week. If you simply just say, I'm going to put my gym clothes on, that is all. There's no expectations of you to do any more than just put your gym clothes on. That's so easy to do. It's not as overwhelming. It's not as hard. It's not as scary. There's not as much anxiety. If we can do that consistently, then we show ourselves, I can do it. And if you can do this for three weeks, let's just say, let's look at two scenarios. If we do an all or nothing mindset where we say, I'm going to train every single day in the gym. And so you start off week one. Um, maybe you go Monday, maybe you go Tuesday, maybe you even go Wednesday and Thursday, something comes up Friday, the weekend comes and then Monday you've got to start all over again. But because you told yourself you're going to go every single day, you feel like you've already failed, whether this is consciously or subconsciously. And so then maybe you manage to go Monday, you push yourself, but it's really, really hard. There's a lot of anxiety. Something comes up Tuesday. Oh, look, we failed again. And from here, oftentimes we haven't even made it all the way through our second week. Certainly not um, with the intensity that we perhaps imagined. And then if we look at another scenario where in week one, all we do is put on our gym gear. All we do is put on our gym gear. And in week two, we put on our gym gear and we drive to the gym. And in week three, we put on our gym gear, we drive to the gym and we walk into the gym. That's all, nothing more. By week four, we can actually start begin working out. And yet that whole time is positive experiences because you said, I've done this, I've done this, I can do this, I can do this. And it might seem pointless. It might seem like a waste of time. Why would I drive to the gym if I'm not even going going to go in? But the thing is, is that we're working on those messaging systems in your brain to show yourself and confirm to yourself that you are capable and you are able and you can do this. And wouldn't you rather spend four weeks of building those signals 
then four weeks of the complete opposite. Four weeks of reconfirming the story that you're a failure and you're never going to achieve it and you're never going to get there and you're not worthy and you don't deserve this and see here's another reason here's another thing that we failed at right and this is coming from the absolute depths of my heart where i hate seeing people disappointed in themselves because they put all of these expectations on themselves to have this absolute complete life overhaul and it's not the reality of how this goes and I, I would beg you to ask yourself, how many years have you been trying to make these changes in your life? How many years have you been trying to make a difference? How many years have you set the same New Year's resolutions for? What if you just took four weeks to build up that consistency and that reminder in your brain that you are capable and you can do this? What if? What if that was the thing that completely transformed your whole journey? And this is why the easiest habits are the most important, but they're the most overlooked as well because they're so easy to do and they're so easy not to do. Now, this is something that you can use the habit tracker for that I linked into last week's podcast. You can use the habit tracker to tick off, yes, every day or three days a week even, I put on my gym clothes when I planned to. I did the thing that I told myself I was going to do. It might have been slightly uncomfortable. You might have even felt slightly silly and that is okay. But each time you do this, you're confirming that you can do it. You are capable and you are worthy. You can achieve anything that you set your mind to. And that's my message to you for today. I will speak to you again next week. If you loved this episode, please let me know by leaving me a review or sharing this with your friends. It's so important for me to get this information out to those that need to hear it. So your feedback means the absolute world to me. And also if you have any topic requests, hit me up with them too.